0: Welcome back to Scarves Around the Funnel, the podcast dedicated to Heart of Midlothian Football Club, Scottish Championship winners 2020-2021. I am Laurie Dunsire, here for a title party with Mark Donaldson, or probably not. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mother of
1: God, we have done it, as Ted might say. If he was a Hearts fan. But would Ted be in the happy camp or would Ted be in the frustrated camp? Job done, box ticked. I like John Souter's kind of outlook on it, Laurie. Yeah, fine. This is what we what we were meant to be doing anyway. Um, it's not about this season. This season was about doing our job. It's about next season and starting afresh and and kicking on. So it's cava, not champagne, to celebrate. Well. We're
0: interested in one thing and one thing only, and that's getting promotion. I, I don't know if line of duty references might be good for some people, but there there could be some who are going, who the hell is Ted?
1: Well, I just thought with all the effort I now have to go to, now that BBC has kind of um, worked out the VPN that I use, <laughs> and there are very few VPNs now available to access certain things. If I was to do such a thing, which I've never done, but someone I know mm-hmm. may have done that. May
0: mm-hmm. have done that. So,
1: um, yeah, I thought this week's episode was 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 really good after a slow start. And I thought, that,
0: t- are you about well, to start talking in, in, about liner duty?
1: No, I'm intentionally doing that so you don't know if I'm talking about liner duty or hearts. This week's okay. episode was really good. Six nil over Aloha, after a slow start. It okay. could be both. Yeah. You don't want to do
0: We'll talk about Harvard loathing against Alawa Athletic. This is not a podcast dedicated to BBC's Line of Duty, Uh, although it is very good. I enjoy it as as much as anyone. Oh,
1: you you do watch it, okay? I do watch. I've watched
0: it. I've watched it for years. I've watched it since um since it started. And then it's weird because it's like a cray. Oh my god, you've got me doing it. No, I'm not. See,
1: (laughs) (laughs) I just I just sprayed some whatever I sprayed, and then you were. You were all mine. <laughs> uh, can, can we talk Hearts instead? Yes. And, we'll, and, we'll, and various, uh, various tangents yeah, yeah, to do we'll, with the Men in Maroon. We'll talk about
0: Hearts against Daloa, the title win, looking forward, maybe Morton next week, if, if anyone cares now. And yeah, whatever else happens in the next hour or so. Here's Andy Halliday on the left for Hearts. Flicks it into the area, Boyce after it. Touched towards goal, lovely finish from Liam Boyce. Great work from Andy Halliday to flick it into the box and Liam Boyce nonchalant with a finish outside of the right boot over the despairing hand of Neil Parry to give Hearts the lead. Heart of Midlothian one, Alloa Athletic nil. Boyce in front of the Roseburn stand from 12 yards, steps up and he scores, just rolls that one in. Very central, maybe slightly towards the right-hand side. The goalkeeper dived to the left. And Liam Boyce doubles Hart's lead and makes it 15 for the season. Hart of Midlothian, two. Alowa Athletic, nil. Plays it through. Looking for on Henderson. It's a good ball touch, as well. Touch. Henderson in a goal. No. Flicks it past the goalkeeper. No. Lovely finish. Go. And Hart's had a third goal. It's a fine ball from Peter Haring. And a lovely little dinked finish by Ewan Henderson low cross deflected, falls for McIneffe good block by the goalkeeper, Boyce smashes it in and Hearts are cruising here at Tynecastle Henderson's deflected cross from the right McIneffe with a snapshot blocked by Parry but Liam Boyce made no mistake to get his hat trick and he smashed it into the back of the net, Hart and Midlothian four, Aloe Athletic nil and Boyce with the treble It's Makineff who gets them in the end, who does well to control it. Makineff still has it low, shot into the bottom left. And Aaron Makineff opens his account for hearts with a fine low finish. I thought the ball through was going to make it to Armand Nongduye, but Makineff got there first. Liam Dick gets there, goes back to Parry, who's under pressure from Nongdouye. He's got away from the striker, but Nongduy slides in. Walker with a chance, it's number six. And it's a calamity for Neil Parry. He just had to get that one clear. He took too long. Armong Nongdwe didn't give it up. He slid in, won the ball, and Jamie Walker off the bench just rolls the ball into the net. It's a horrible one for the goalkeeper, but Jamie Walker makes it. and and in at six. Aloua Athletic nil. Okay, it was Friday night football in Gorgie, and... Following the goalless draw at East End Park, uh, three changes by Robbie Nielsen A.D. White, Gary Mackay Stephen, and Andy Irving dropping out. Um, in came John Souter for his first game in 405 days, Andy Halliday, and Armand Nongduye. And although many outlets, um, much of the press, had this down as a a back four, a potential 4 Why, two, three,
1: why would one. that be, Laurie? Why, why would they have gone with that?
0: <laughs> because, because maybe the manager wanted to feed the information to them that it was Ooh. something that it wasn't. Um, Scudless! Uh, yeah, I, I think maybe Robin Nielsen said, as oh, a back four. I don't know if he just I was a shoulder shrug, yeah, put it as a back four or if it was a deliberate ploy to, to uh, mislead them, I don't know. But anyway, um, many of them had it down as a back four. It was in fact going to be a back three in a I, three uh, sorry, so, so
1: yeah. out of interest, who what would have been the back four? Because it looks as though it should have a three. So if it was going to be a four, I Halliday guess you'd... at left back
0: Smith at and right back
1: Logan, uh, Logan at right back.
0: Yeah, I guess I guess you got so Logan as well. So I'd...
1: you got three centre backs in there, so that's pretty much all it could really be to I, fit in Smith yeah. and Logan.
0: I assumed as soon as I seen it, they it would have to be a back three because you yeah. had Logan and Smith both in there. And yeah, you had Halkett-Souter as well. So yeah, it, it seemed to be that, that would be the way. So it was smith halkett Suter in front of Gordon, of course, with Shea Logan on the right, Halliday left, mcinef Haring in the middle, Boyce down as the, the number 10, supporting Nongduye and Henderson. So it was a 3-4-1-2 as that's what I was told it was going to be. Um, it's what it was, wasn't it? It's what it was. And, and, I mean, if you if you read what Robbie said afterward, he said that... Um, th- Oh, i match. I've got The way Aloha played with their back three, we thought getting two up front and Boyce as a 10 would give us superiority up there, but also getting John Suter back in and Michael Smith on the other side, it allows you to press into the number 10s who drop in. I think it was a formation that suited us for this game. Will it be one we take forward? I think we've got players who are flexible enough to alter between back three and back four. Um, it was like we were almost matching up to one another when you saw at times in the game positionally, you kind of had almost everyone either side, which I don't know if that can be an effective ploy, I suppose, if we've got the superior players that everyone's up against one another and it's all individual battles and we've got the the ones who who should win them. Mm-hmm. You're right, it was a slightly slow start, maybe 15, 20 minutes um, to get into the rhythm of things, but I suppose... It's
1: not a surprise, though,
0: is it? Maybe even no surprise, and even more so if it's a new not a new, but a formation that we're reasonably unfamiliar with. Um, But then Boyce got us up and running and it kind of came from nowhere, but it was a lovely goal. I mean, Andy Halliday with some super work on the left and then a wee flick into the box and just the way Boyce finishes it, just nonchalant, isn't he? Just flicks Mm. it with his right boot over the goalkeeper. Super stuff.
1: That's the word. That's the word I was about to say and, and you've quite rightly used it uh, at first it was nonchalant and I was listening back to last week's show with Stuart and initially he's like I'll bin I'll them all just keep Craig Gordon and then when pressed he was like "Oh, will maybe keep him and, and him and then he said it's an unpopular opinion I think but he quite liked Andy Halliday now <laughs> Andy Halliday if he's got legs around him then yeah and he did have in in, in this game. Um, he offers you a bit of bite and a bit of steel. And I thought it was a delightful goal um, from his involvement to, to Boyce's involvement. And it was a number 10 playing a, a, a withdrawn role. I mean, Ewan Henderson and Nondoué were pretty much the front two. But I liked Boyce in that role. Um, it was just a, 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 a kind of... I'm not sure how often he's played there before, because every time I've seen him for Northern Ireland, he would come on as a as a striker. But it kind of suited him, don't you think?
0: Yeah, I mean he's done it a few times for us, and I think a lot of the times when it's not worked, it's not been at the fault of Boyce. I think he's very good at dropping in, picking up the ball, playing passes. You know, he's so confident with the ball at his feet. His close control is that is it's so good to just glide past players, make some space. He is kind of suited in some ways to that, almost a creative midfield role as well as being a striker. I think the one big benefit I thought in this game was he had players ahead of him making runs as well, Mm -hmm. you know, before he's often been either the lone striker or maybe he's only got one person ahead of him and when he's the lone striker, excuse me, dropping in, he he can make space, he can glide past players but if he's got no one else ahead of him then it's he's almost just kind of running into a cul-de-sac or sometimes he's had Nongduye up front, which has worked at times, but if it's only Nongduye, then if they've got two defenders to double up on him, it maybe doesn't, he's not got an option to use him. Whereas with Henderson and Nongduye, it just seemed to open up so much space. And although he didn't score, I thought Nongduye was very effective again in terms of making a nuisance of himself, drawing players away, making runs. Um, and, I mean, Boyce obviously opened the scoring. He does score the second goal, which is six minutes later in the 32nd minute, but it's all about Henderson. And, you know, this was his 40th appearance, and he turns 21 in June. I'll be honest, up until this point, I haven't really thought, yeah, he's got enough about him at that age now to become a, a regular Hearts player. And it's only one game, so it's not to say suddenly, yes, he's going to be great, but... He was really good, you know, and that summed up with this run. Just the confidence, uh, the, you know, the directness about it, just so much pace and purpose about that. And he's, what, it's like must be, what, 80 yards, edge of his own box?
1: Yeah, yeah, the replay showed it perfectly. It's just one of those, it gets you out of your seat. And if the fans had been in attendance at Tyne Castle for that one, the cheers for Henderson would still have been reverberating around Tynecastle. When, uh, when Boyce struck the penalty away. I'm looking at, uh, at Henderson's um, transfermarket.com site. It looks like he's still got a year to go on his contract after this year. And it's the kind of run that you might expect from someone that's been told, um, by the way, you've only, you've only got a handful of games left, and then you, you're probably going to be on your way. So you better do something either to stay and get a new contract or – to impress someone else, to get a contract elsewhere.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, Lee McCulloch was on here on this podcast talking about him as being one of the best finishers at the football club. I, I haven't seen a run like that for a while. It wasn't a similar run. I remember Ricardo Fuller had a had a run from halfway, but that was more trickery and beating players, and I think he ended up scoring. This, uh, To be honest, I thought the touch before he's brought down was maybe a little bit heavy, and then he's he's done so well to actually be brought down and um, and, get the, yeah, and get the
0: penalty. the keeper's actually he's he really he's very rash at that point. Yep. I mean, he doesn't need to go in. I mean, at most Henderson will maybe manage to keep it in and cut it across the box, but he's not going to score from that final angle. So yeah, if you if you want to be critical, I mean, the keeper certainly doesn't cover himself in glory. But the fact he was still even running at that point after going 80 yards and going past, what, maybe four players or something in total with the fact he weaved between a few. The change
1: Um, of pace was good, wasn't it?
0: Yeah, just really, really impressive. And I think he was impressive throughout. Uh, Obviously, Boyce um, rolled home the penalty to give Hearts a a two-goal lead at half time. I think what was good in this game is we've we've been in this position a few times this season where we've had a comfortable league. We were comfortable against Alowa last time in November when they were at Tynecastle actually. Was that the three 0 game? Yeah, and yeah. we just I think we scored the third with about ten minutes to go in the first half. and the second half we just went through the motions. Second half was horrific. Yeah, I
1: mean, our both
0: was, was similar, our both actually got a goal back, but it was a similar it was a similar situation in terms of we, very little happening. But we didn't we didn't take our foot off the, on, didn't off the gas in this one, which I think was really good. And you know, the third goes wonderful as well. I mean, Peter Haring, who I think oh. we can speak, we've spoken we spoke about Henderson, who takes the goal really well. He obviously had one in the first half that was rightly disallowed, but he showed super confidence and composure to chip the goalkeeper. But Peter Haring was back to the Peter Haring that we, we grew to love when he, when he first yep. joined and was played, moved into that midfield role. But that was a, a wonderful ball and that kind of summed up his evening as well.
1: I, I've actually just checked Peter Haring's age because I, I wasn't 100% sure what age he was. I'm thinking, oh, how close to 30 is he? And he, he's only 27. And he turns 28 on the 2nd of June. And not only was it a performance that that harked back to Peter Haring days of old when he was like, well, oh, you know what you're going to get with him. He's a, a 7 or an 8 out of 10. I have to say, and it isn't just me, there are a lot of people that kind of worried that we wouldn't see that again, and I I think Peter Haring probably worried that we wouldn't see that again. For him to come back from such a long term, look, he shouldn't have played in the cup final in 2019. It was a, a needs must issue, and it's probably hampered him. But you know what? At the time, he could easily have said, "I'm not ready," but for the good of the team, when asked by Craig Levine, he he said, "Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll play for you." Did it hinder him? I don't know, but. Because he was out for so long, it's so difficult. And was it Ryan McGowan that said to us on on the show? Um, he he kind of gave a a list of if you've been out for X period of time, it takes X amount of time. It was to almost actually, was it all like the
0: equal time? If you're out for a year, you probably need a year to get back to Pre- your best.
1: Pretty much bias, something, like that. So, something like that. That Ryan explained very well to us. And when you consider Peter, what was Peter Hanning it was like eighteen months, wasn't he? I mean, forget yeah. the cup final. Um, from from when he kind of developed the issue to to this, so I think anything we get from from him and from Suter between now and the end of the season, just to have Suter back playing is just brilliant. Um, and I, I'm liking the fact because this would have been a, a, such a hard one to do. Imagine imagine that we had not had a good result or a good performance against Aloua, but we still ended up winning the title because Wraith <laughs> lost at home to Arbro. What, what we're going to talk about, at least we can have, we've got some positives to accentuate. But the the two main ones are Peter Haring and that through ball and the the Henderson run, of course, and and John Suter coming back. So I know there's a lot of people and it's, it's as as is their want, they they can just be miserable and want change. Bigger picture now, you ain't going to get any change in the time being. No chance. You know, if it, if change was going to happen, it would have been made by now. And that's for people to decide how they're going to deal with that yeah. because. I would be amazed if Hearts don't start the, the new season with Robbie Nielsen as manager. I'd be amazed because if they were going to change it, surely they would have done so by now.
0: I agree. I, and, and I think I the tweet that I put after the game was basically saying, you know, it was great to see us winning and playing well. I'm enjoying being positive about Hearts. And you don't, it's not like you have to pick one or the other. You know, you can appreciate the Hearts game, be positive about the win this weekend. And you can still go back to you know, if if, if things if that isn't carried on, you, you could still have your you could still sit in the defence of well, I, I still think Robbie Nielsen needs to go. I mean that's you don't you don't have to just constantly be on that bandwagon. You can you can drop it and say, Well, I just enjoyed the Hearts game, whether I think the manager's the right manager for the job long term or not. I saw my team score six goals, they played well, let's enjoy that. Because it was almost a relief to have a weekend where I wasn't annoyed at Hearts and I wasn't just reading people being angry at Hearts, even though it's been justified. It's just it was nice to just talk about Peter Haring and John Suter and you know we'll quickly we'll quickly go on to John Suter because you spoke about him there and it was I was surprised to see him back. I thought he'd be on the bench um, and maybe get a couple of cameos before the end of the season, but you know what he. He didn't look like he'd been out for four hundred and five days.
1: No, it was um, the perfect game for him to come back. It was to the perfect
0: game, but he, he he really strolled, and it was it was great to see. I know he was a bit emotional afterwards about the you know how difficult it's been for him over the last year, and you, you can imagine. I mean, he's had it's th- what three serious Achilles injuries. This was another Achilles one, and he had the um what's it the hip injury as well. So he's had four serious injuries you know four injuries that you know might not come back from or might never recover fully from so he's played last...
1: eight times Laurie, since the scottish cup final in 2019 not the 2021 eight times that that poor lad has played so if if you if you think that he's gone over the top or whatever come on get get your get your houses in order here that that's that's a great sight to see him back oh, 100% I don't think there's anybody that that, that that thinks he went over the top. When, when he's been put through everything he's been put through, you see players who, who are out for a few months and, and they worry, are they going to come back the same? But this is someone who's had a whack, another whack, and then a third whack. And you're thinking, well, how, how, mentally, what's that like for him? You chuck in a pandemic at the same time. Jesus,
0: you've yeah, got I mean, me thinking. off. He, he went off in the first half when we beat Rangers one nil in the Scottish Cup in February, twenty twenty. And I mean, you can, I mean, take even if you take. Well, Ham- from-
1: Hamilton was his last game because there was the Rangers. Sorry, Hamilton was it was his last league game.
0: Yeah, um, the Rangers Cup was uh, yeah. So.
1: Rangers Rangers Cup tie, um, the one nil game. Yeah, sorry, tw- 29th of February, and then. <laughs> this shit hit the fan. I mean, sitmening game, pandemic. You've you've got to think for from from his perspective. If it's hard enough for every one of us to deal with it, and we're not. I mean, all of us have, have been worried about our future from a work perspective as well. But his work is only possible if his health is of a certain standard. Health being an ability to recuperate and recover from what he's been through. So. But a 24-year-old,
0: I know. I was hey, going to say. I was oh, waiting for you baby. to mention that. It's just, it's kind of almost mind-blowing when you think John is still only 24 years of age, because he's he, obviously because he made his debut when he'd only just turned 16. He's been around for, well, it's the best part of a decade. He's been around um, the kind of senior football scene in Scotland, and he's obviously had four potentially career-ending injuries. He's gone through so much. I mean. It's quite unbelievable that he's he's still at that age, but no, it was great to see him back and he he strolled it and I think he, I don't think anyone could really argue he is the best centre back at the club. If you know if John Suter is fit, he's the best centre back we have, mm-hmm. um, and he's he's a kind of he's a total a totally different centre back as well because he's one who not only is I think very capable at defending, but he's so good at the ball at his feet. You know, composed can take the ball out of there in terms of keeping possession and I guess getting your team moving forward. He's just the ideal player to have.
1: A lot of people have, have said in the past that he might be better suited with his range of of passing to, to be a, a holding midfielder.
0: Well he, he was um, played he was played in there quite a bit. At yeah United. I still
1: prefer I still prefer him as a centre back. I think with the modern football, modern day football and especially with the the tweak of the law that allows you now to take a goal kick inside your 18-yard box with the opposition having to start outside. Um, you want your best ball-playing central defenders to receive that ball and to to then do something with it. So, so that's that's a great thing that, that he's back. Just a couple of things. One, um, I thought your tweet was was well. I agreed with everything that you, that you said in the tweet that you sent afterwards. People people can have their their negativity, and I, I get that. Look. What I don't want this to be is a 6-0 win over Aloha has has cured all the ills. Of course it's no, not. It's but not. I, as, you, as you quite rightly said, look, we've got enough things in life to be miserable about right now. So why don't we take any positives and, and enjoy them? For as long as that is, it might only be for, for a night or two. But I, I had this thought while you were chatting. Everyone, everyone would have their own answer um, and everyone's different. How much of... Our individual thought process, each of us, is shaped by what we read online and in social media. There's no, there's no right or wrong answer. It's just a. I just think it's an interesting question in that if you were to take yourself away from social media for a few hours a day or or whatever, and actually have to think for yourself, um, then someone someone once said to try and go a day without. Not so much thinking a negative or a nasty thing, but everything you say be positive. So anything you're about to say that you're not happy about, just just hold it in, save draft. And and I just wonder—are you talking to, to
0: me directly right now?
1: No, no. Because <laughs> look, Hart's Heart, Twitter right this season has been poisonous and totally understandably so. Right? Because how the hell do you try and find some positive things? From that. And social media is all we've got. When when you don't have the pub after a game, when you don't have your pals at the match, um, you can do it individually, you can zoom, Skype, or whatever, but from, from a, a kind of group perspective. It is our it's our outball, isn't it? It's our forwards opposition forwards are all pressing. How do we get rid of this? We stick it long. We punt up the park to the big striker. Social media is our big striker, right?
0: So well, it's especially now because it's usually you're reactionary time, obviously for for the likes of yourself or or fans who are not local, it's different. But for most fans who are like at the game, your reactionary stuff on the likes of Twitter is maybe going to be a couple of tweets, but not a whole lot of interaction because you'll be in the pub or you'll be yeah, driving home. I, 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 so you're an immediate yeah. getting everything off your chest, arguing, having a back and forward. It's not in the pub with your mates. It's not in the car right. with your parents or whoever. It's on social media, so yeah, it's different. It's very different just now. I mean, the fa- look, the the, the
1: Facebook hearts pages can be more vitriolic because all you control yourself, whoever you, me, or, or whatever, is you in Facebook. But you you have access to all of these other people, right? And it can be it can be rough at times, really rough. And then you see arguments, and I just sometimes wonder. And it's I think. To, to have a go at someone else, everyone's different, right? But to have a go at someone else, I think you've got to look at yourself first. And one of my biggest faults, and I've got many, and my flaws, is I, I spend far too much time on social media, um, on, on laptop. And it's different now, because I'm writing Paul Mariner's book. That's that's different. But just inane scrambling and, and scrolling through. And I've got a three-year-old daughter that's like, Daddy, Daddy, do you want to play? And I'm like, I'm of course I want to play. But I'm sitting there, and I, I hate that. So I'm trying to be better. I'm not saying I'm going to limit myself. I'm going to put myself on the naughty step or anything like that. But what are we actually seeing from that? And how much of what we see is shaping how we think, what we say? It's just, I don't want to be the holier in that. I'm not that type of person. But just the whole self-awareness of spending too much time on Twitter. And at least with Twitter, you can mute people. You can block people or or whatever. You've got a quality filter. But ultimately, the people you follow are the, the opinions that you get. It's the people that you like or you're interested in or you're intrigued by. The Facebook groups, it's everybody. The Yahoo's are in there. But that's fine. If, so I don't, I hardly go into there at all anymore. Twitter, I need to take less time or I need to spend less time on it. Um, and I just, I find myself at the weekend w- wanting to enjoy, not care what anybody thinks about Robbie Nielsen or, or anything like that. That wasn't the time. After the game was just about, so I just came off it. And I just came off it, and I, I didn't even watch any football after the Hearts game. Uh, I did other stuff, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. Maybe there's a lesson there for for some people, um, including myself, just to not take life as too serious. And hopefully, with your pubs opening, what is it, April 26th? Yes. I think you guys, will, I mean, good on you for, for that, because you you lot have been through Got a table a hell booked a lot that once. weekend. Quite right. And, and, and I hope everyone gets drunk. Um, that we kind of, if, if you want to, or I hope everyone just goes out and enjoys themselves. <laughs> From me, that we said. with We message you later on. <laughs> within reason. But uh, do we have a game around that time? No. Are we still playing? No. Is, is, when, no. when's, the, when's the Wraith game? Because we're done by the end of this month, aren't we? Uh,
0: yes, yeah, so we've got Inverness, and then it's the Wraith game. Is that Friday, I think? Yeah, Friday the, the ra- ra-
1: Right, okay. So, so they're opening them on a Monday, I suppose. Maybe imagine if they opened them at weekend. Geez, having seen all the pictures of friends and family out enjoying beer gardens yesterday in England, um, I think opening on a Saturday would just be a bit too much carnage. So
0: it'll be an interesting weekend. It'll be an interesting weekend.
1: Yeah, and then you've got your beer gardens open on the Monday. So, so great. And um, all this is is just. a hope that life can get back to some semblance. Of normality when we don't have to spend as much time on social media because we have other options. That's been the biggest problem a lack of yes. other options. That's
0: it reminds me, there was a, a tweet I saw t- totally unrelated to football um, from someone that said, I just opened it when you mentioned that because I liked it early in the week, which said, Dating someone who's not o- as online as you is weird. In the span of two hours, my girlfriend will read a book, go for a walk, and cook a meal. While, I'll, while I'm still trying to figure out why communist daddy 69 thinks I'm a moron <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's so true. It's very true it's, it's like
1: <laughs> and, and, uh, I'm right I'm right I'm writing a book I'll probably never get the chance to read the book that I'm writing
0: I've too got, busy on Twitter honestly, talking about it
1: uh, that's the thing I mean she I've got to start a lot
0: argue uh, with I'm communist driving. daddy 69 who says your book's crap <laughs>
1: fine feel free I have a stash of magazines beside my bed the um, minute i was halfway through that i thought wow that is Look, okay right from the days of Kickstarter. the pages still was, stick together I, I, stop it i was right behind the <laughs> nutmeg magazine it's a great great little periodical three or four times a year i have 15 16 however many i've got
0: and what you do is you that. just take the covers of that and put it over Sorry, your actual I've read, magazines I've <laughs> so read no one... one
1: article no i've read one article in one of those Nutmeg magazines, and they started mm-hmm. off, god knows how many years ago, and that article was about Claire Cowan, the wonderful Claire Cowan at Hearts. It was a piece about her and her family and and everything like that. It was a lovely piece. That's the, and the only reason I read that, the, uh, God's honest truth, I think it's issue nine, issue nine, of Nutmeg magazine has probably done about fifteen thousand miles in my bag on a plane. And wherever I've traveled over the past four or five years, or however long it was, whatever the timescale is, one of the issues has. I never once read it. And I found other things to do, probably online or whatever. So it's the usual story. I'll always take a book, whenever I go with me, whether it's a magazine, a nutmeg, or a book. Or whatever. I always come back having never even opened it. So the only time I opened it was actually when I was waiting for you when I was in Arizona, and I'd gone down, this was when I was doing spring training a couple of years ago, whenever it was. And I just I read about it then, and that's the only time I've ever read um, anything to do with, with nutmeg. And that's not right. Come on. Must do better, Donaldson.
0: Must do better, no point indeed. point not
1: worrying about anybody else. Must do better.
0: Right, back to the game. Um,
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah, sorry. Where We're the three hell goals where, the, where did I
0: Communist Daddy sixty nine.
1: Communist Daddy sixty. That's got to be the title of this one. After last, after last, and we'll get to the fourth goal in a minute. But let me let me continue. Um, You were you you were you were saying last week. um, Do you remember any of this? I'm listening back to last week, thinking I don't even know who this guy is, Greg Wallace. You're like, I can't believe you don't remember it. No, I don't. And then then you're going some buttery biscuit base for a headline. It's got to be Communist Daddy sixty nine. Um, to, to get those intrigued. Anyway,
0: fourth goal. Second half, wasn't it? Yes, it was. We're, we've already got to the second half. We're just... We just have got to the fourth goal. To... Um, yeah, okay. Henderson, Henderson made it three. We spoke about that. Great pass from Haring. Fourth goal. Henderson involved again. Cross from the right. Aaron McIniff, unlucky with his snapshot. Blocked by um, Neil Parry. And... I came to Was Liam it not
1: parried Boy- by Parry? Come on, that's, that's too obvious.
0: I've done that once already this season. I've, I've covered him four times this season. I'm not going to use the same joke <laughs> over and over. Um, <laughs> and Boyce with absolutely no mistake uh, to get his hat-trick. And 16 goals now for the season. He's you know, it's a, it's a really tough to pick if you're going to pick a player of the year because of him and Gordon I think. And I know Craig is oh, obviously Craig's, saved Craig, this in Craig's, a few times.
1: Craig's one A and, and Boyce is one B. Craig Gordon's the player of the year, but Liam Boyce is, is is a close second. I don't think it's a difficult choice at all. Um, you know? I mean, I mean Liam, no, no. Craig, Craig 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 Gordon. Without Craig Gordon, <laughs> there's 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 one to discuss. Parts, oh no, I that, agree. Part, but then parts, you could. Hearts thirteen points clear right now. Without Craig Gordon, now albeit he's. He's missed a few when he's been on Scotland duty. We'd still be top of the table, but we wouldn't be 13 points clear or, or whatever it is. But you could argue, wait a minute, without Boyce's goals we, yeah, that's fine. Gordon's my player of the year and, and Liam Boyce is a close-up second. I think without the pair of them, we would have been on this shit.
0: Oh, 100%. But I mean, 16 goals, and I actually don't have his assists in front of me. I think it's maybe four assists he's got this season as well. You know, To be involved in 20 goals, and a lot of those you know, the, the winning mark, like a one-goal winning margin in the game where he's dispatched his penalties or he scored the only goal. I, I mean that's pretty crucial. I think he's played. I think they both played big parts. I, I, for me, it's 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 tough to to separate them. Um, but yeah, you can
1: yeah. Um, you take the penalties away, and you get ten, which is still all right. I mean, league goals. He's got he's got fourteen in the league, hasn't he? Um, he's asking
0: four, things I've got in four, front of me things I'm not front to me.
1: But well, I've, got, I've got it in front of me. But I, I trust you more. I've got 14 league goals with four penalties, so that's 10. Um, and he's probably scored a couple in uh
0: Yeah, it see won't it count more. as it won't count let's as
1: domestic Scottish cup, cup. competitions. That was last year.
0: It won't have as, um, um It may not have his Scottish Cup goals because I, I still count them as this season, but a lot of the stat sites don't. The two
1: goal the two are you counting the two goals that he scored against Celtic and Hibs as this season? Yes. Yes. Right, okay, so he's got he's got um, fourteen league goals and two in the Scottish Cup, of which four of the league goals were were penalties. i w I'm not kind of um, I'm not nitpicking or anything like that. I think that's that's a decent, it sounds like you're... a decent uh no, it's a decent record, but Craig Gordon's my player of the year. Okay. And it'll not, it would not be unanimous, but but I don't think there'll be anybody else apart from those. Oh no! Don't get me um,
0: no. I'm saying it'll be difficult between the two of them. There's definitely no one else even close.
1: Yeah, I think it is. Yeah. I mean, it depends what it depends what your um, when you when you go to choose um, what your bullet points are for, or what your criteria is.
0: Indeed. Um, but anyway, he he dispatched it well. I had a great game all round, Liam Boyce. Um, number five came, and I was really pleased for the goal scorer in this one, Aaron McInef, because I thought he looked excellent on Friday and I have felt sorry for him and we have touched on it before when he's been played to the right of this diamond or even actually in almost a wing-back wide midfield role at times or he's been a bit deeper. With Haring in the middle with him, he just looked like he was able to do the job that basically we bought him for, which is a -a box-to-box midfielder. Um, I thought he was his energy was absolutely phenomenal throughout, and he took his goal so well. It looked like it was Naismith who kind of clipped the ball over the top, but um, the way he took it down, nice little flick with his right boot to get it down, um, worked, it, worked the room and then picked it at the bottom corner. I thought it was thoroughly deserved for him.
1: Yeah, it's one of those if he doesn't score, his teammates are furious, quite rightly so, because there were what would have been perceived as better options if he'd not scored, but he was desperate for that first goal. You saw what it meant to him, and I'm um, hopefully, hopefully, he can kick on from that um, because he's he's won uh, non du Shea Logan, by the way, two games, two clean sheets. Can't yeah. complain about that. Um, I think there's there's ones that require a little bit of a um, a little bit more leeway um, when it comes to making decisions about uh, about what's going to happen in the future um, because that's certainly something I want to do. Probably not this week, but over the next few weeks. Um, a kind of, I don't know if it's a stay or go kind of game because it's not as easy as that. You've got guys that are on longer term contracts. But if we were in charge, um, mm-hmm. who we would kind of be looking to keep? And I, I don't know. I mean, is it any coincidence that Gary mackay Stephen, who hasn't been what we thought he was, he was going to be? Albeit, I was kind of saying, well, give him chances, give him chances. Well, there's only so many chances you can get. Um, is it any coincidence that both him and Eddie White um, and a couple of others were not featuring against Aloua, and we had a performance like that, which was more energetic. I thought um, I thought they were hungrier players, just more direct and a, a kind of more carefree. Sometimes I think this season, when you've watched us, we've we've been more worried about what might happen, um, as opposed to just go and do it. Let them worry about us. That was more like the letting them worry about us at the weekend. And for anybody saying, yeah, it was only Aloha. yeah, Aloha, the same team that we were that shite earlier this season that beat us in, in the League Cup. You can only beat what's in front of you. And we haven't beaten enough of the teams in front of us this season. So when we do, and we got a 6-0, we'll enjoy it.
0: It's a good point about Logan, actually. He played well against Unfermland, and I was impressed with him against Aloha. Yeah. I, I know what you're saying. You know, you, you, there is some context that it's only Aloua, but he was up and down with all, and doesn't you know he's 33 but it doesn't doesn't look like he's you know his legs his energy have been affected too much especially considering i think he only started mm-hmm. two games for aberdeen this season mm. um I, you know <laughs> it's tricky because it was a strange signing i still think it's a, a strange signing in many ways in terms of the loan but if he's who we've got around if we decide to stick with a system like this and you know the likes of smith has moved into the the centre, then, you know, you could probably do a lot mes- worse than Logan.
1: I think it was more a message, Laurie. I think it was a message to what they had that it wasn't good enough. He wanted. I mean, were, there was a really good piece, a good interview that he did with Barry Anderson in the Evening mm. News over the last couple of days. Um, he, the, there's a, there's more of a, a buzz and effervescence in the dressing room. He's come in. He's, he's, he's one of the boys straight away. Him and him and Janelli can be thick as thieves or pranksters with each other or against each other. That That's that's something we don't see as, as fans, but it's a vital part. Any any successful side should have a decent dressing room where there are pranks played and mm-hmm. and joviality. And it's not kind of, Christ, we've got to go back into work this morning. You don't like most of the people that you work with. Yeah. It's yeah. fine if it's an office, but this, this is a changing room. And I think it was a message sent by, by Robbie Nielsen and, It's not a case of everyone we must buy has to be of a certain age between 20 and maybe 23, 24, with sell-on value. I think there's a place, and I'll take you back to to the early to mid-80s when, uh, as Gary Mackay said, it was a bit like Dad's Army in that, they had the, the guys in the changing room who they really all respected. They were like um, the lieutenants. Obviously, Sandy Jardin was in there and, and Sandy Clark. Then you had the young, talented ones like Gary and, and Robbo and others, and they could learn from the more experienced ones. There's many different ways to have a makeup of a dressing room. Um, I just from speaking to one or two people, ours seemed just to be a bit too quiet. Yeah. And if, if Shea Logan has come in and... And kind of not upset the Apple cart, but but just giving it something that it didn't have. And you know what? I know we're pals with Ryan McGowan. Um I wouldn't I would have Ryan McGowan at heart next season or when he's available from Sydney. I wouldn't necessarily have Ryan McGowan at the beginning to start every game, but I would have him there so that his influence on the dressing room, his ability to know what it means for that football club, and you know what? He'd get the chance like everybody else. And if he takes it, then he has to be the one that can't be left out because his form dictates otherwise. But I think the signings that Robbie Nielsen has to make going forward and that Joe Savage has to... Because Joe Savage isn't going to recommend Ryan mcgovern So this is something on Robbie or, or on others. I've got no say. <laughs> the, the signings we make, for, for me, ha, they have to be smart. They have to be ones with sell-on value but there is room for one or two with that kind of buoyancy around the dressing room that will really get the place so that people know what the football club means. And you know what? It's up to them. If they come in, they're the wrong side of 30 and they do what Shay Logan has done and, and maybe others who are the wrong side of 30 and they take the chance. Well, that can only benefit us.
0: Yes. Ryan McGowan's contract at Sydney is up in June. <laughs> um, goal number 6 with a couple of minutes to go uh Jamie Walker off the bench um, basically rolling it in after a dreadful moment for Parry and the Alawa goal but credit to Nongtwea because again you know he's played 88 minutes his team's coasting 5-0 he doesn't really need to do anything doesn't need to go and chase the keeper who's got the ball at his feet but he does and he puts a tackle in and he gets his goal for his teammate um and then after the game, we we see him on his Instagram uh, with the heart song blasting out as he drives around Edinburgh. Play um, to
1: the crowd, son, Play to the crowd.
0: Exactly, but but I like that, and he's got. He seems to have a bit about him on the pitch as well. In that sense, you know, it's a game where he's not got a goal. Lots of strikers might, um, you know, let the shoulders droop, kind of just do their thing, maybe walk around a bit, waiting for a, a big chance. But he followed up, and you know the way he slid in, he he knew he, he, knew he wasn't going to get a goal from it. But he got Jamie Walker a goal. I think, he, I think he he can have a big part to play for us.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think he can as well, and I'm looking forward to seeing what he can do in the top flight next season. But I want to mention someone that you have just spoken about. And it's the player that scored goal number
0: six.
1: Mm-hmm. I don't think he's got a future at the football club as far as what we've seen so far. I mean, he put on six minutes to go. I don't think Robbie fancies him as a player. And a starter, because if he did, then why hasn't he been starting more? What do you think?
0: I think he could have a, a part to play, but I agree. He'd have, that... a, he'd, ha- he'd have a part
1: to play in my team and in, in my squad, but I don't know. If, I don't. I don't think Robbie fancies him, and just he keeps putting me, keep, keeps putting me on the bench. And is it the inconsistency?
0: I think the difficulty with the difficulty with Walker has has been. He's he most of the time he's been most effective recently has been when he has come off the bench. Whether Mm -hmm. it's you know, whether it's to do with the opposition tiring, there's more space for him, or he's felt like when he's come on as a sub that he's got a point to prove. But certainly in the second half of the season, he's been far more effective as a substitute coming on. And you know, maybe some would say, well, if he played, if he had been starting more, maybe that wouldn't just be the case. But recently, when he started it hasn't worked and i guess that's still more effective than gary mckay steven who hasn't done it starting or off the bench um i guess it's just where walker fits in um i think we've been most effective without him without gary mckay steven you know we saw it i mean that was probably our most complete performance of the season um even
1: after we scored because the first 20 was yeah. still a bit too language yeah <laughs>
0: Yeah, but I mean, still, that's eighty minutes of uh, sorry, seventy minutes of the game. If you're saying after twenty, yeah, I'm
1: nitpicking. I'm sorry.
0: Um, I just thought there was a lot of great play. I mean, the Dundee game was the Dundee game was good, but we had we did have a huge spell in that where I thought Dundee could have scored more than the two goals they got. I think we were the better team, but Alaba just seemed like a very complete performance. And I know we're playing a part-time team, but in terms of the the purpose, the passing, the tempo, the speed. So much of that team work together. And I know what Robbie's saying. He doesn't want to He doesn't want to say that, yeah, we're going to play that going forward and we're not going to change it. He's not going to commit to that. Um, but I think a lot of people would be quite happy if they saw that more often than not, that team. Um, 6-0, though, our, our biggest win since uh, January 2016 under Robbie Nielsen when we put six goals without reply past Motherwell. Um, wins us the league with three games to spare in the end, uh, although it didn't win it on Friday night, but uh, at the time it was 14 points clear of Wraith and Dundee. Um, Wraith Rovers then lost a two-goal lead at home to Arbroath on a Saturday, and Dundee could only draw 1-1 with Morton who are Hart's next opponents. And um, A bit weird to win the league that way, Mark. Not Not because we won it when we're not playing, because we did that the last time in the championship, but just the anti-climax, because I, I know that you, I don't think you were actually aware of it. No. Nope. As, as it happened, I was half keeping an eye on Scottish scores, at not specifically the games in the championship, but suddenly popped up um, Arboros Equaliser, because I'd seen Wraithar 2-0 up, so I assumed it wouldn't happen, and I suddenly went, oh, wait, Wraith aren't winning now. I was like, what, what's happening with Dundee? And I was like, oh, Dundee are losing. And it's like suddenly messaged a few people and went, to save me bothering checking, are we about to win the league in five minutes? <laughs> it was like yes. It's like oh, and then obviously a few minutes later, there was no winner for either Rovers or Dundee, and it was, it was, it was one. Um,
1: if that had been something that would have got us into Europe or something like that, I would have paid. A lot oh, of attention. course, yeah, of course. I couldn't it even have be. told you who Wraith were playing. I mean, Hearts Hearts had got the weekend off to a good start, a six 0 victory, and. As I said earlier, I think I said that Harts played Saturday, Saturday. A lot of the weekend was just spent doing other things, trying to get myself away from, from sport, from football. And well, not sport because the Masters was on, but away from football. I just kind of felt I'd reached a, not a saturation point, but I just needed a wee breather from it. Um, I needed time with the family and, and time to... To kind of watch the, the the masters and and do a bit of work. So, yeah, I got a message from a pal saying congratulations. <laughs> I said why? <laughs> it's like oh you don't know you just hearts set up. I was okay yeah. <laughs> I was very nonplussed about it because you kind of know it's going to happen and it's expected. And it was I thought that's why I was saying John Souter's reaction was absolutely perfect. Well, what, what do you want us to do? Go out in the lash and, and not be seen for three days because we're celebrating? No. Um, and I don't know if I'll we'll get the opportunity, Laurie, so it's, it's, it's entirely up to you where you want to take this, but the whole celebrations of, of okay. winning the league and, and, and the trophy, um, I don't really know that much about it. I've seen there's campaigns. I, I, for me, I'd be very much a kind of, come on, just let, let it go. Just, I'm not saying it's childish, childish, because I, I can totally understand um, the, the hearts fans that, that are doing it, but there's, there's got to be a line drawn in the sand sometimes. That line might be the, let's, let's not lift it, the trophy, but I just I just want to get on with it. I just, you know what? I just want the first day of next season um, already, and then we can hopefully have fans in attendance, some of them, and, and get back to some semblance of normality. The The rest of it is just bluster.
0: Okay, we will move on. And since you mentioned it yes um, there is a there is a, a campaign, hashtag leave it on the stand which has been started by some Hearts fans and some of the kind of Hearts accounts, I think it was maybe the Hearts Rant account that first posted it. It's gained a bit of support, it's been in a few of the news outlets. I think BBC Sports Sound are discussing it actually this evening it's um, Tuesday evening when we're recording. Um, I mean first up, if anyone's follows me on Twitter, they'll see I'm not exactly over it with the SPFL, given my tweets directed at them on Saturday when they tried to congratulate us and were greeted with a barrage of abuse. Much of it from me. Um, (laughs) But (laughs) this is is a difficult one, because what I will say is, I would be delighted if the players decided not to bother lifting it. You know, if, if Look, it's not going to be a big celebration anyway. Regardless, it's just not how things will work just now, with no fans in the ground and the the way it's been. It's not going to be a massive celebration, but I assume there'll be a presentation and the team should hold the trophy and get their pitch and take picture taken with it. Blah blah blah. If they decided, if they made a stand and said, "No, we're not doing it," I'd be delighted. I'll be. I'll, I I I admit I would enjoy that because I think. The reasons for us being in this division, as we've documented, are were wrong, um, and I was very unhappy with the way. I'm, I'm, I'm more over the whole gripes with other clubs than I am the governing body. I don't think that'll ever go until there's change. But I'm not comfortable with a campaign to to force the players to do that, or to use it as maybe another stick to beat the club with. You know, if they don't then do it, the players need to fall in line and do this. Why would it be de-
1: forcing them to do something?
0: No, no, that's what I mean. I'm, I'm not comfortable with, what well, you know, a campaign building and all the people tweeting... Fans
1: campaigns, okay, that's fine. Fans can do what they like. It's not forcing Hearts players to do anything, though.
0: Okay, well, if, if that's it. If, I just think if the players made the decision to do it, I'd be delighted and I'd happily do it. I just, I don't know if there needs to be... because well, they're tweeting back to the club constantly and trying to highlight that that's the campaign. And I get it. I do understand it and I would... That's my only bit with it. I think is, I don't mind fans not dropping it. I've not dropped it, so I could hardly say drop the drop the bitterness at the SPFL when I've gone on <laughs> swear word filled tirades at them on a Saturday. Yeah, evening.
1: That, that that would be hypocritical. I, I I get that. I'm I'm not saying don't be angry at the SPFL. I mean the what they did was was a disgrace. But the SPFL is the other clubs. Ultimately, that vote taken, it was Dundee's. Deciding vote that got us into the mess in the first instance, I and mean, it would be like um, it would be like a a, a kind of uh, uh, what's the the sliding doors effect, I suppose. If that if that vote had actually gone through, where would we be? Yeah, right sliding
0: doors, butterfly effect, and another such. Film what's the, there's an
1: Amazon. There's an Amazon show. um the, the? It's the one about if the Nazis um, and the Japanese ended up gaining control. Um, the man in the what, high tower or something. Man in it? the high castle, yeah. High castle. What, what would life be like? Again, like one thing I want to touch upon in this is as as someone who's commented on a, a couple of cup finals um, during COVID and everything like that in various leagues, what you've what I found in these games is at the end of the match, prior to the celebrations, a table is set up a trophy is placed upon it, medals are placed upon the table and players get the nod from match director, TV director or, or whatever on the sidelines and they then go up and there's no one else at the table because of COVID because of social social uh, distancing and the, and the protocol. I would expect exactly the same at Time Castle. If you think you're going to get Neil Doncaster or whoever on the pitch shaking everyone by the hand, not, not now. That, that ain't going to happen. So do, do we know? Is someone just assuming that this this is going to be what's going to happen, Doncaster's is going to be there, or is the whole part, because excuse, sorry, excuse my maybe ignorance, but my lack of education about this whole project that whoever set it up, the Hearts fans, is the whole idea that they just walk past the trophy and walk past the medals, or is it just... It's because the, if they... They're
0: meant to take the medals, um, but not Give the SPFL a, a lift of the trophy or the photo shoot of them like holding the trophy and there there is I've heard there's there's meant to be some kind of presentation. You're right, it's not going to be like there is no presentation
1: morning. during all this. It just doesn't happen. That that would be an interesting thing. Just leave the
0: well. Leave the, the Celtic had a big presentation and had all the photo shoot and the stuff coming out. The um, what do you call for it? what? For the cup final, yeah. I,
1: honestly, I switched off after the mis- the. Well, mis- obviously, you would have switched off.
0: I was there, so I had to watch it.
1: Um, hmm. So, but so, so but what was that? Was that just was that the trophy on the table? Was it pick up your own medals, pick up the the trophy, um, or was there someone actually there that kind of? I don't know.
0: Look, I think you're right. I don't think like is going to be there presenting things, but no chance. I, th- I think the campaign was to to ignore the the trophy itself. So I I get well, I get I get what you mean. It, there's not going to be much of a celebration anyway um so I, I i don't know what the campaign will necessarily achieve if there is a moment where the SBFL are expecting the team to hold the trophy get their photo taken with it and they chose not to do it all i'm saying is i would i would be happy with that i think it would
1: yeah I mean, but, it has I know, to, but I mean, for
0: me it would be the players to make that decision not i don't know what the point in. it's
1: always it's always going to be i mean heart heart if Anne Budge isn't going to be, I think we kind of here. Ninety percent of the vocal, <laughs> probably. I just, I wasn't a hundred percent sure what the the thing. I think it's a nonsense. Um, the, the whole, if you think Neil Doncaster is going to be there or whatever, but look, Neil Doncaster is unlikely to be on the pitch. If he is, he's going to be social distance. He's not going to be shaking hands. If it's simply a case of, right, don't lift the trophy, that's well, up to the players themselves. It's up to, it's up to Stephen Naismith, the club captain. I mean, <laughs> here's an interesting one. Craig Gordon is is was pretty active on Instagram, and a lot of the players are, um, and Budge, Craig Gordon, many others out with hearts, all know what is going on on Twitter. Right? Now, to, to access Twitter, you need to have an account. Right? You, you're not going to call you yourself don't... Craig Gordon.
0: No? No, you can't just look. Can you? Yeah, you can just look.
1: See? <laughs> Maybe I'm not spending too much time on social media after all.
0: I don't know if you can. You can't. I don't if, I don't know there's everything you can do, but you could just open an account on Twitter and scroll down and I'm see saying. things.
1: That's what I'm saying. You, you, you have to open an account. To no,
0: see. no. You can you just can. open Twitter without an account, and you could look on what You thing.
1: can. Yeah, yeah. I don't know because I've, I never log out. <laughs> there's the problem.
0: I'm saying yeah, so, I'm just, I'm just, you. you can't.
1: Okay. So 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 they can they can peruse without with. I'm sure. I, I turned 44 last year. I feel like I'm 84. Um, <laughs> So, so you can you can peruse without having to sign up or sign in or anything like that. Yeah, yeah. Well, you can edit that shite out there. No <laughs> you, keep, you'll keep. no new you'll keep it in, and i fine. I'm just an old man that's that's enjoying a six-no win over Allah a bit too much.
0: That's fine. Champions, No, great. I I think we're on the same way. I, I, it's weird because I'm saying I understand why fans feel that way. I know. I also would like it if it happened, but having a big. Kind of campaign and tweeting the club constantly and getting it in the papers. And stuff. I, I just. I, it's
1: work, the, the awareness. I mean, look, BBC Sports, I put out, yeah. uh, get in touch, jam tarts fans. Do you agree with the campaign against lifting the championship trophy? The only way you get stuff done in life is not from a, a single voice, it's by having a plan.
0: No, I get that. I just I don't know if then it's kind of putting. But then that's what no, I mean. Is that then putting pressure decide. on. Oh, not at
1: all. But, but side if they I use that I'm as a stick po-
0: to beat the club and say who you didn't listen to us again
1: it's a stick? no who, who cares about that i honestly i think i've actually agreed with both sides of the story now i think i, I think i've gone all the way around the circle and i'm back to point one <laughs> i don't give a toss what people think about hearts i don't give a toss about what people think about what i do what you do or, or, or commentary wise or anything like that it's another stick to beat us with who cares a metaphorical fucking stick let them beat us away. Let them thrash away at us. Who cares? Well, what's what, what's uh... that going to do? You've already done enough damage with the SPFL. None of this. My views are mine and mine alone. I do not represent Hartman-Lothian Football Club. You've got us banned from every game. We'll probably get kicked out of the league next season because of you.
0: I, th- I think you've got to... I don't think you can just dismiss what fans feel or say. Uh, no,
1: they're... of course not. Of course not. I'm not going against myself and something <laughs> I said ten minutes ago. Like neither we're <laughs> both
0: we're both just sitting on a fence, falling off one side, climbing up, falling off the other. Let's just don't want to do that anymore. Don't let's just move that on. Anymore. We, we can't aside, even, but no no, no balance. Sticks.
1: I'm not having not. Eh? I don't even,
0: honestly, I'm really, this is just nuts. <laughs> <laughs> I'm heart of Midlothian travelled to play Greening Morton. Next week on Tuesday we'll do they? Yes. Tuesday night, seven oh five. Live on so, the telly. So um, are all
1: three of the I know the Wraith game's live is the Cali uh, Inverness Caledon official? Is that
0: not being confirmed, but I don't know if they'll try and do something because that will be the game where we'll likely do our
1: <laughs> The non trophy lift day.
0: Yes. So uh,
1: You know you know what I do, you know sorry, I'm being I'm in one of these moods today. I'd super glue the base of the trophy to the table so that if they do go to do it... It's like something from
0: live. Roald Dahl.
1: It's just <laughs> pathetic. Oh, help me out
0: here. Um, oh. Well, I mean, is it just a case of, for this game, for the, the last games, we just want to see Friday again? Because...
1: I'd make the same team.
0: Yeah, I, I'm, no, I'm so not, I'm, would I. I'm, I think...
1: I think, it, I think it would do... Sorry, Laurie. I think it would do more damage to them if they decided, you know what? I'm suddenly... Any teenagers? Oi, Scott McGill, come here. I'm going to give you minutes now so you can be a teenager that gets minutes for half of the Season. That's not going to look good. If you're not going to do it then, don't just do it as a token gesture for the last three. Why are you going to change a winning team? I would keep
0: the same. No, thing. and I think because of the because of how how much we've struggled recently albeit still getting enough results on the board you feel like it is important for for momentum and for again you know I'm sure you know Robbie Nielsen will be looking to get on with his job he's not going to think about whether fans are for him or against him but from a club point of view from a commercial point of view there'll be many who won't change their mind have I changed my mind long term not yet um I'm not one of these who's gonna, who decides to tweet every time Hearts tweet anything. Um, obviously, I wouldn't anyway. But you know, I'm not going to suddenly change my view because of one game. But it's a start. You know, if we win the next three games convincingly, and well, and Robbie Nielsen is confirmed as manager for next season, what we're going to do? You know, are we going to Robbie th-
1: won't Robbie Nielsen won't be confirmed as 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 manager? No, for sorry, next confirmed
0: is the wrong word. But if you know, if we if we win these three games comfortably. We don't make a change. We know Robbie's going to be the boss. What? There's no point in, you know, going off our heads week in, week out throughout the summer wanting something that's not going to happen. We're just going to have to to deal with it. And hopefully, you know, it works. Friday, was some. there were some good signs. What we just need to do is carry that on.
1: Here's a, a stat for you to, and it's not a stat with an answer. It's a stat. You're going to have to find the answer. Harps have drawn their last four League games away from home. When was the last time, if ever, that Hearts drew five consecutive away league games? That's a that's a Hearts heritage one, that isn't it? Unless you've got it. Um, oh, I don't. I know. I, I don't have it off the
0: top of my head or anything. But um,
1: and that's that's some doing.
0: Yeah, I'm trying to think. If I'm trying to think of long runs of draws recently, I know when we went on that run. Shortly after Craig Levine took charge, we did have that when we had the clean sheet run, there was a lot of draws in there. I I don't Yeah, but not five and
1: five in a row Five little, in a row away from, in home, a row away from home. Um I mean London Hearts is is brilliant for content. I'll have a little look there, but it's you just something to take to take David it to, to the
0: You'll need David yeah. to be able to I mean, do a search and a filter.
1: Uh, there's been consecutive games that we haven't conceded. There's been consecutive draws. I don't draws. Do have
0: consecutive away draws really.
1: Yeah, I mean maybe it's just just something, just something to 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 think about. I'm, I'm just going through the the form. I mean, this is a, it's a really intriguing season to analyse in that it's been far less than what we'd hoped for. We've got the job done, but anything <laughs> less than getting the job done would have been um, apocalyptic um, so it's it's not been good enough but because the job has been done I don't think it's a case of we need to win the last three games or or whatever I want to um, but I, I don't think it really matters as long as uh, there's nothing too damaging in the last three games I don't see how Robbie Nielsen is not the manager um, that the, the is in charge when Hearts reconvene for pre-season because I think if something was going to be done it would have been done by now No,
0: I agree with all that what I mean is I think it would be good for for both Robbie Nielsen and for the club you know both commercially and on the park if they ended the season on a real high even if it got a small percentage of people you know back on board or back into it and, and again I know what you're saying a doesn't necessarily impact Robbie Nielsen and what he's doing in his job but he, we've, we spoke about it on the episode prior to having um, Stuart Duguid on that this does matter the feelings of the fans because if you have does. that negative feeling if you know, it will affect season ticket sales it will affect things commercially and it will affect the general atmosphere of the club especially when fans get back in we saw how players what,
1: what, what does three wins do? I want no, no, three uh, wins and I, we, I know we but... have if we, we go we into the summer
0: after putting, you know, six past Alawa, then three past Morton, a couple past Inverness, and then we'd we maybe put another couple past Wraith, we'd play really well all those games.
1: Yeah. Whose mind is that changing though? I think those it, that I, I, you, I, you think
0: it will? I am not saying it'll change people's minds completely that suddenly three games when they're meaningless effectively will go make them go from being Robbie in to sorry, Robbie out to Robbie in. But if like like me and like you, you know, we've not been on here um, you know, banging a drum that Robbie has to go regardless and we're going to keep banging this drum no matter what the score is every week until he goes. The, the, the ones like us where we said we felt Robbie had to go. We felt it was the right decision to be made at that time given the results. You're saying it's it's only one game. We're not going to suddenly change our tune long term but I think we're in the camp where a lot of people are when it's like well, if the football improves then and he is going to be here, then of course we're going to get behind that because what else we're we going to do we're not going to moan if hearts are winning games every week are we so no. i think i think there is a lot of i think you could do a lot of good and you, you're you not going to change everyone's mind and and that's fine that's just the, the way it is sometimes but i think if you could get a few people at least thinking well you know what let's see where it goes I'm not even saying I'm at that yet. Give you know, give it a few weeks. I'm reserving the right to be like, oh Christ, after Morton's stick four past us next Tuesday, I'll be like, nah, that was a blip. Alawa was the blip. <laughs> but that's the nature of the football, isn't it? I just think a positive end to the season would do us a lot of good. And I know it sounds stupid because we've just won the league, but to carry that momentum, to show that 6-0 against Alawa was not an exception.
1: If we get a performance from Suter, Similar to the one that he gave, if we get a performance from Haring similar to the one he gave, from Henderson, from Boyce, from Logan, from the majority of those players, that should be that should be far too good for the Shoot. opposition. The pr- yeah. The problem, the, yeah. The problem we've had this season is that it's been a lack of consistency. Players have underperformed. Um, just with Haring coming back. What we saw, so, because I'll be honest, I didn't think we were going to get that harring again. If if we can get that harring again, and if we can get John Souter staying fit, then that's a start. That's all it is. That that's a start. Boyce in a, a different position ends up getting a hat trick. Okay, that works. Bit more legs, bit more momentum, bit more effervescence. Okay, that works. Looked good the weekend, but it's all about continuing that momentum. That result will mean absolutely hee-haw if it's nil-nil or hearts lose or win a scrappy one-nil at Capello. We're better than these teams. We haven't shown it enough this season. We've got three more games, two of which are against teams who will still be fighting for a a playoff spot. So we can't lower the standards that we set against Aloua. It's not it's it's not. Well, it's not papering over the cracks. We know we've said it. We're we're not cheerleading this week and that 6-0, everything's fine again. Let's all be happy clappers. No, you've set the bar. The last time you set the bar was against Wraith away from home. After that, wasn't good enough. The time before that you set the bar was against Dundee at home, first game of the season. After that, not good enough. That's the warning. It's got to be better. And if Hearts can maintain that performance that they showed against Aloha, what are you going to say? It's only Morton. Then it's only Inverness. Then it's only Ray. Just go and do it! Then we can see where we are.
0: Okay, well that's probably about enough for this week. We will be back next week on all the usual sources. Um, you can get in touch, if you want, on the Twitter account, which is at around the funnel, or you can email Podcast at scarvesaroundthefunnel.co.uk uk. Um, were we were we sitting on the fence? Were we one side? Were we were we the other? Did we, did we swap sides at some points? I don't know. Who who really knows? Um, communist Daddy sixty nine will probably give us abuse for being very indecisive. But that's Twitter for you. That's social media. That's life. That's football. Communist. Um, we'll be back. We'll be back next week man. as Mark that's a, that's tries to find whoa! if he actually what? exists
1: there is communist daddy
0: 69's rude oh dear okay on that note it does exist look him up did you
1: know
0: it's not a him it's a her oh okay everyone now is typing communist daddy 69 on that note goodbye since I was young I've been very hard to please and I
1: don't know wrong from right but there is one thing
0: I could never understand Some of the sick things that a girl does to a man So I'm just sitting on a fence You can say I got no sense Trying to make up my mind Really is so hard to find So I'm sitting on a fence All of my
1: friends at school grew up and settled down they mortgaged off their lives One thing's not said too much But I think it's true They just get married Cause
0: there's nothing else to do So I'm just sitting on a fence You can say I got no sense Trying to make up my mind Really is so hard to find So I'm sitting on a fence